Hello and welcome to Global Sanctuary for Elephants podcast, Global Rumblings. Global Sanctuary for Elephants, or GSC for short, is a non-profit organization with a mission to create vast safe spaces for captive elephants where they are able to heal physically and emotionally, often from very traumatic pasts. I'm your host, Nadia Mari, and I'll be taking you to the lush jungle of the Mato Grosso region in central Brazil, home of GSE's initial project, Elephant Sanctuary Brazil. Currently home to six female Asian elephants, lovingly referred to as the girls. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of the Global Rumblings podcast. Today, we are joined by a special guest, Rebecca Rodriguez, who is Development Director at Global Sanctuary for Elephants. And we are also joined by Scott Blaze, co-founder of Global Sanctuary for Elephants. Kat, I think, is somewhere out looking after elephants, looking after tapirs, looking after rescue animals. So let's head off down to Brazil and say hello. Hi, you two. Hello. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Nadia. How are you doing? I'm fine. We can uh, levy with the with the weather now because it's spring here in Europe. So it's not maybe not 30 degrees like in Brazil, but it's a nice 20, 22, which is good. We're probably not too far away from that, but we have a storm rolling in once again, which seems to like is our, our, our podcast recordings seem to enjoy the storms or to coincide with storms, which is uh, actually really wonderful this time of year. The end of our rain season, uh, so we'll ah. take all the rain we can get, uh, but we may get interrupted as this wall of rain is slowly creeping toward the sanctuary. Ah, okay. Then I, well, I won't say we'll hurry up because otherwise uh, nobody will understand what we're saying. So <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome, Rebecca, um, Development Director at Global Sanctuary for Elephants. That sounds like a dream job. Um, <laughs> so maybe you can just introduce yourself to our listeners. Have you worked in animal advocacy before or with elephants? And what did you do before you came to Global Sanctuary for Elephants? Yes. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and as your special guest. So I do not have experience with elephants prior to working for Global Sanctuary for Elephants. Um, however, I did have experience working with chimpanzees at a chimpanzee sanctuary in Florida. Florida. Um, oh. But beyond that, or way before that, um, my first nonprofit job was at a hospital. And from that point, I decided that from that point forward, I would work for only nonprofits. Um, it was just uh, so rewarding to work for an organization with a cause. Mm. So I went from working as a staff accountant at a hospital. And after that, I decided I need to lean, learn some more about development, about the front end process of development. So I had a few different uh, positions as development associate, development manager. And then I um, decided I needed to be working for something that I'm truly passionate about, which is animals. I've always been passionate about animals since I was a very little girl. I applied for a position at a chimpanzee sanctuary and I was hired. And I think that position there as the uh, development manager and the manager of special events and membership um, provided me with a very sound foundation for working here at GSE. 
not only because of the development and the fundraising, but also working for a true sanctuary where the animals come first and they're always the priority. When I first uh, interviewed with Scott and Kat, I you know, was so excited. The opportunity mm-hmm. to work with animals again, especially elephants. I've always loved the gracefulness and um, the society, uh, the how the elephants um, have a matriarchal society and always been impressed by elephants. I mean, how can you not be? So when I interviewed with Scott and Kat, I was so excited. And then after meeting Scott and Kat, you just uh, fall in love with them as well. Um, you do. We had our 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 definitions of sanctuary were aligned and that was very important to me. And from that moment, more moment forward, all I wanted to do was help them help the elephants and get more elephants in South America to elephant sanctuary, Brazil. And we told Rebecca she would get a bonus if she said she loves us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you mentioned fundraising. Is that one of the main, one of the the, the main topics of uh, development director? Yes, I I would say yes. Uh, Fundraising, different types of fundraising, um, digital fundraising, setting up programs for, you know, bequests, membership groups really kind of building relationships with the donors and sending out clear messaging of what we do and why they are so important and how much we appreciate our supporters and our donors um, has really been a priority for this position. And coming into this position, things were were established very nicely. Um, so it was not difficult to okay. just jump in and build on the foundation that had already been created, um, which is what what I've been focusing on. So, um, yes, I, the majority of my of my job duties are fundraising, creating special events, creating fun campaigns, um, giving campaigns and just helping meet all of the budget requirements. Okay. So you were mentioning fundraising and campaigns and events. You are then the mastermind behind uh, Trunks and Treasure, the upcoming auction. I don't know about the mastermind. <laughs> yeah, I just got I just got to look uh, over over <laughs> over Rebecca's shoulders like wait a minute where's this going? But yes, she is uh, maybe not the mastermind but a a primary part of the mastermind. Right. Uh, we all kind of mm-hmm. meld together. Uh, but it is a team effort. Yes. You know, and yeah. and when we first met uh, Rebecca, she was actually applying for a different position and when we saw her application we said, "Wait a minute. Uh, this is, she has way more to offer than what this position was. And we weren't actually looking for development director at the time, but we said, this is too good to pass up. And we, uh, we were really grateful because, you know, we are, we're not fundraisers, we're elephant people and, you know, but we've, we've been able to take the organization to this point, but we needed somebody to help us push it forward. And, uh, you know, I mean, we like the special event, the auction, it's a huge effort uh, that Kat and I and, and other members of the team just don't have time to focus on. So with Rebecca here at the helm now, really pushing us forward and pushing that part of the organization forward, we're really excited about what's next because it'll, you know, fundraising is fundamental mm-hmm. and fundraising is key to be able to, to build what is needed for the elephants. And, you know, grateful that Rebecca has joined us. And uh, again, these, these events are, overwhelming mm-hmm. until you can put them on Rebecca's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually find them to be so much fun. So I've, I've, oh, that's great. I've hosted a, 
a number of online auctions and they're probably my favorite type of event. Everybody just gets so into it. And just also, you know, people are donating items for the auction and it's just, it's just wonderful to see the community. And well, in this case, all around the world being so giving and donating their, their artwork or their, um, or just their time um, to help with the online auction is is just wonderful. So I'm really excited. I think it's really important for us to have, um, you know, an annual event each year where all of our supporters can feel like they're involved and, and be part of it. And, um, I think this is going to be fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah. A lot of work, but well worth the effort. Fantastic. Absolutely. When this uh, episode, um, is going to be aired, um, the auction will already have started because it's from the 5th to the 12th of June. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the auction towards the end. You are currently in Brazil mm-hmm. for the very first time. And before we started recording, I said that when I was in Brazil for four weeks, I didn't actually realize what was happening. It was only when I came back home, all the impressions and everything that I'd experienced sort of came home and I realized, oh dear, I need to go back again. You know, how have the first few days for you been? It's, um, it's very hard to put into words, um, because I feel like I can say it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And they're just not enough. (laughs) It's, um, definitely going to be a life changing already has. If I went home today, it's a life changing experience. Um, it's, it's just, amazing. And one of the things that I find it's been great. I mean, Scott's been giving me tours of the property, which I've always had, you know, photos of, but to see it in person, there's nothing like it. It's so beautiful. And then to imagine elephants getting to experience this is, is amazing. And, and when you think about the fact that you know, zoos have campaigns for $50 million to provide five acres for three elephants. And this is a campaign. I mean, just a couple of million will be able to create this entire sanctuary that would be able to be home to all of the elephants in need in South America. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's really not a lot that, that that's needed. Um, and that's my goal is to help that help us finish this and get this done. I think we spoke that, about that in a, in a in a previous episode, didn't we, Scott? I think uh, there are ha- um, how many? I don't remember. Thirty five uh, elephants uh, in in captive elephants in South America that could possibly, or theoretically, come to the sanctuary. Is it? Yeah, yeah there's about thirty five captive elephants in South America. Uh, we could easily take all thirty five once we yeah. finish the facility development. And really that is the big part of what it takes to make this happen is developing the facilities because the habitat and the climate is so ideal, idealistic for them that we don't need to, the, I mean, the general operating expenses are not that high compared to other facilities where you have heating expenses and you have large structures to maintain, large structures to build. It is, you know, once that fencing is done, the rest mm-hmm. is relatively self-sustainable um, yeah. because it is it is idyllic for the elephants. But I want to go back to your experience here. Okay. I, w- I do follow you on Facebook. Yes. You posted the other day that you had a visitor uh, yes. late at night. So tell us about <laughs> that. 
So I was hearing this, this odd noise and um, it was just a very high pitched squeaking noise. And Kat and Scott told me it was a taper and I didn't believe them. But um, later in the night, I uh, looked out front on the porch and there was a taper outside visiting me. And um, as it turned out, it was one of the tapers that um, Scott and Kat had rehabilitated um, and then released and then has had a baby. So it was actually pushy and her baby had come to visit. Um, Sweet. It was amazing. And even prior to coming to the sanctuary and um, uh, Scott and Kat sharing photos of tapers, I've always just thought they were so magical looking. Um, So that was definitely, I mean, next, of course, meeting Scott and Kat and the elephants, that was third (laughs) was seeing a taper in person yes it was um, it was amazing and beautiful very beautiful experience she she Um, had an injury a few weeks ago and uh, several weeks ago and she's been coming back on a regular basis for treatments so we come when we come back we check on her give a little bit of food to and treat her wounds Uh, it's not something we normally do with the wild tapers or the tapers that have been released you know during that rehab process it's really imperative to keep as much separation as possible between human and animal Um, although they do need intensive care sometimes when they arrive at such you know in such a dilapidated conditions Uh, but once she was released you know she did stay away and she would kind of come back and forth different times uh, but she started coming back a little bit more frequently. And now that she is almost recovered, she's still coming back and expecting the food that she gets when we do treatment, ah, even though okay. she doesn't get treatment. So uh, she's coming back and now she's begging. She knew that uh, we didn't have any food. So she thought maybe Becca would give some handouts. But <laughs> we have to tell Pushy, no, you are a wild taper now. You have to go be a wild taper again. And uh, if you need us, we're here for you. But it's time to go be a wild taper again. Ah. Um, it's pretty. They're, they're amazing animals. Uh, was, she's yeah. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. So I have a question. What is the most shocking thing for you since you've been here? What is the thing that surprised you the most? Definitely the space. Um, Like I said, you could see it in the photos. I've seen drone footage, videos, um, a lot, everything, everything that's on the website. But to actually see it in person, it's so much larger and just so much more vast and the vegetation and everything. It's just, it's just beautiful and just perfect. I think, I mean, I'm not an elephant professional, but a perfect uh, atmosphere and, and um, environment for, I think the elephants to thrive. And I have to also mention that, you know, seeing the elephants, it's, it's very mixed emotions. Um, You know, I've loved them from afar uh, for a long time, And that love is there, but it's also a little bit sad to think that they have so much and there are some elephants out there that still just have so little. It it was, it's a little bit heartbreaking. Um, And, and also you can't help but think of what they used to have. And now this, um, Mm. it's just, I'm so, I'm just so grateful that this organization exists to not only help uh, elephants in Brazil, but to help elephants around the world. Um, And all we just really, all we need is just the support to build fencing so that we can get more elephants here. I I hate to think about them wherever they are right now. Um, And I can see, you know, when we say 
give them this space and they'll heal. I can completely see why. I mean, I feel like I'm healing just in this space, Mm. you know, and uh, I think it's definitely just a healing uh, experience for me. And it will be for all of the elephants that are are next to come. I just hope they Mm. come soon. It's transformative here. For everybody, Definitely. you know, whether you're here for, you know, a week as Rebecca will be, or, you know, even just for a few days, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, we had, uh, I think we'd mentioned in another episode that we had some college kids recently, mm-hmm. uh, bi- bi- biology students. And I got a note from the teacher a little while later after they got back to the main city. And she said it was so much more than they ever imagined it would be. Mm. Um, and it was just, it, it's a magical place. You it know, is. I know we're biased. Uh, no, you know, it's, it's uh, We magical. get to live it and see it every day, yes. but it's pretty magical. It's pretty, it's, it's, I know this environment, I mean, everything has been, that has fallen into place here has just been astounding. And as Re- Rebecca was saying, you know, we think about all those elephants that aren't here. Um, and the difference between that and coming here is not that great. You know, mm. it's not having to reinvent the world. It's not a lot of money in the big scheme of things. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but it's really, it's, it's attainable. It's very attainable. Mm. I mean, at the last sanctuary that I worked at, it was so much more, I mean, so much more difficult to bring one of the chimpanzees or several chimpanzees. It just entailed so much, so much more money cost wise. I mean, Mm, um, mm. and here when I'm looking at the elephants, it's just this, it's seal fencing, you know, that separates, that separates them. They don't, you know, the barn area, the steel fencing, it's not hundreds of million dollars that they need. Um, or, you know, even $50 million that they need. And this um, is why Rebecca is our development director, because every time we ask a personal question, she goes back to, we can sell this, uh, we can raise <laughs> yeah. the money, uh, which is what we need. Uh, but I want to, let's. But that uh, is personal because I want, <laughs> I want, I care about the elephants that are here. I care about the elephants that aren't here and I want them to be here. I want all of the elephants to experience this. It's, it's amazing. You have an opportunity that very few people have right now and people get to live, can people get to live through your visit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Scott said, what was the most shocking thing? I like, oh no, the most surprising, or did you say the sh- shocking thing? I think shocking, it was the most yeah. shocking thing. Yeah. You asked what's the most shocking thing was, what was the most unexpected apart from the tapir you had? I'll say what mine was. I, uh, I actually lived outside of the sanctuary property. I stayed in one of the volunteer houses. And at the time I came in one evening for, uh, for dinner and uh, there was a huge tarantula. I called him Tim, respectfully, I called him Tim the tarantula. And he was, he was like frighteningly, he was sort of like morbidly, I was morbidly fascinated by him. I, I found him frightening and he was, my husband said, well, what, you know, he was looking at you and thinking, oh my God, she's only got two legs. Look how ugly she is. Um, but he was so, he was so fascinating, but yet I was so frightened of him. But uh, he just went about his way. I don't know if Tim's still there, but. What was for me the most. Unexpected. Yeah, unexpected. <laughs> I mean, I have some experience very similar to your tarantula experience. Um, for the okay. past two mornings, I have um, <laughs> I leave my boots outside because they get very dirty. Um, so the past two mornings, I've gone to put my boots on, and there's a giant toad keeping warm in my boots. Oh, I love the toads; <laughs> they're lovely. <laughs> so the first day, I thought it was my socks, and I reached my hand in, and it was a toad. Um, so I made Scott get it out for me, and then. 
today. I actually got it out myself. So, um, but there's all different types of little little creatures and the birds, and um, I find them all very fascinating. Um, the first few days, all the macaws you kept. All the macaws are gorgeous for sure. The macaws oh. are unreal. That's definitely an, an unreal sight to see them. I've only ever seen them, you know, in in a zoo setting or in a somebody's house or you know um i'm gonna yeah, interrupt same for a here. second nadia the wind is picking up quite substantially here mm-hmm. okay uh, i don't know if you can hear that um on your side if that's breaking up the audio at all because we don't have as you know the structures don't have doors for the most part because the weather is so perfect mm-hmm. so i don't mm. know if that's going to cause a problem no, I can see the video wobbling a bit. I can't hear any any wind. I just see it at the time. Okay. Well, we would theoretically have like 10 minutes left. So okay. we wanted to talk a little bit more maybe okay. about the auction before we wrap up, which then will bring in the 50 million, I hope. 50 million for three elephants in the US. So 50 million for 35 elephants uh, in Brazil. <laughs> I'm going to go back that to memory, be- uh, uh, Nadia memory also. When we were here, we actually got ready for dinner one night. Um, and I remember Nadia saying that she doesn't like large spiders and at the same time cat pointed out a tarantula underneath the table that was <laughs> she's, Tim. Like, she's like don't say anything <laughs> there's a tarantula there okay what you, what, that was what, you, what you don't see won't hurt you yeah. No, no, no. Which I learned last night yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but definitely, um, I, I learned when I lived in the south. When I lived, I didn't live. I, I when I visited somebody in the in the south of France, they say never leave your shoes out because you have scorpions. So never put your hand in your boots. Always tip the boot out. But yeah, the toads are so big, they'll definitely take some tipping out because they can. I can imagine they fit in quite snugly into a boot. They, so they um, inflate themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do so. But they keep, they mm-hmm. take up their whole space and then take them out, and it's like this little tiny toad again i'm not sure how they, they they lock themselves into the shoe don't take me out of my home it was a little chilly the past two nights so i think i think she was just trying to get warm and yeah and just stay a little toasty warm. so that's okay oh, i'll that's share sweet. i'll share my boots that's good <laughs> <laughs> and yeah the, the auction before we get cut off either by time or we get cut off by by a famous rainstorm um Obviously, the, when this episode is out, the auction is already going to be uh, running for one day. And yeah, is it very easy? I, I've never actually done an online auction. I've never actually participated. So for, for non-technical uh, supporters, is it, is it easy to do? Is there like a catalog? Can I like flick through it and say, yes. oh, I like this piece of art or I want to bid for the journey, for the to experience journey to come over to Brazil? Yes. Um, the items are categorized. You can either scroll through all of the items or you could go to specific categories, categories that maybe um, um, that you're interested in. Um, okay. And then there is an automatic bidding. So let's say you want to bid up to $100. You can enter $100. And if somebody outbids you at 50, it'll automatically bid for you. So it's, ah, it's, it's, it's very easy. Um, they also, there is a uh, support hotline. So for people who can, who are not good with technology, they can call the hotline and they'll walk them through everything through registering, um, through how to bid. Um, it's, it's very simple. And I've used this uh, platform several times and um, it, it flows very nicely. So I think oh, even people who, who aren't so technologically savvy um, um, can enjoy the auction as well. Okay, great. We'll be adding all that into the uh, into the show notes. 
So how long do you um, still have in, in Brazil? I I arrived on a Tuesday evening, late Tuesday okay. evening. So Wednesday was my first full day, and I believe I leave on Tuesday. Um, will be my last day, sadly. I would oh. like to never leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, with a, with a good internet connection, you can do your job uh, from Brazil uh, See as well, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you've definitely got plans then to, to, to come again. Absolutely. I, absolutely. She's eyeballing you, the property next door. Yeah, you, uh, you can't keep me away. <laughs> I know. It's, it's fascinating. I remember my first day when I came and Scott was saying, uh, he said, he welcomed me with, welcome to um, a million and one unfinished projects. And then he looked up and said, oh, a toucan sort of like matter-of-factly and like you were saying all the macaws you've never seen them only mm-hmm. in zoos and I was saying a, t- a toucan where why you know so it's just amazing and then also for things like the tarantula and the little lizards and the birds it's just it's just like a huge beautiful puzzle you know all these pieces of course the elephants but mm-hmm. the whole property just it's just home to so much more than it is uh, yeah just Wonderful. Sanctuary is definitely that inclusive turn, you know, and that's, you know, this environment has been developed and and with the foundation of it being for elephants, it really helps everybody. It does. You know, it it supports all wildlife. We've actually, you know, since you've been here, Nadia, it has grown exponentially in terms of the, the regeneration of the farm. Um, yeah. into natural uh, with natural vegetation, it's grown exponentially. And with that, we've had, we have many more wildlife sightings many different types of birds um, mm. that we encounter on a daily basis. It's just continuing to evolve as the elephants transform themselves. They continue to, you know, really create sanctuary for so many other species, not just the ones that we are rehabbing and releasing, but for, for the native species that call this place home as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, uh, Rebecca, for giving, giving us the time to talk today. Your precious time out of your one week at the sanctuary. Oh, it was lovely talking you. to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to add one more thing about the auction, if I can. Yeah, uh, because the auction is live now, as you're saying, as this when this is recorded, when you guys are hearing this, the auction is live. We do have a ultra special uh, item to bid on, and you get to have an experience very similar uh, to Rebecca with spiders and birds and toads okay. and elephants <laughs> and conversations uh, with all of our team here. We are auctioning off a special visit to the sanctuary uh, for two lucky people to. You know, uh, get to see something that very few people, few people do. So we're excited about this event, excited about this item. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking forward to meeting whoever gets to win that. Uh, it's going to be a pretty special time for us and for anybody who gets to see this in person because it does it changes your perspective on all of it. Yes, and also I'm going to add that you can um, check out the auction at globalelephants.org/trunksandtreasures and bid with confidence. Ah, great. Okay, we'll add that to the show notes as well. Have a have a lovely day, Scott and uh, Rebecca. Enjoy the rest of your, as you say, life changing experience <laughs> at the sanctuary. And uh, Scott and Kat, uh, we'll meet up next time for our uh, other episodes. And I'll say goodbye from Germany and good night. And you have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you, Nadia, Thank once you, again. Nadia. And Rebecca, thanks for joining us. It's Thank been a pleasure so having you here at the sanctuary and uh, giving the folks out there a little bit different perspective of what it means to be here. And we look forward to the next few days and yes. look forward to seeing how the auction does. And uh, Nadia, we look forward to talking to you next time. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Take care.
Okay, listeners, thank you very much for joining in to this episode. And we hope you enjoyed it, especially learning about Becca and her job and her wonderful experience she's having at the Sanctuary in Brazil. All the links to the auction and to the live event you will find in the show notes. So head on over to the auction now and place a bid. And yes, maybe place a bid on that wonderful prize of flying to Brazil to meet Scott and Kat and spend a few days in the Elephant Sanctuary. Bye-bye and take care. Oh, 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 oh.